From WXXI and the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone. I'm your host, Scott Pukas, and today we're putting on our coziest cardigan, slipping off our shoes, and talking about our lovely neighbors. Won't You Be My Neighbor, the blockbuster Mr. Rogers documentary opens at the Little Thursday, June 21st, with a special sold-out advanced screening. If you missed out on this screening, don't worry. This is a film that will be here a good portion of the summer. Showtimes are listed on thelittle.org, and tickets for the June 22nd to 28th shows are now on sale. For us at The Little and WXXI, this is our Star Wars. This is our event of the summer, and we're so pumped, and we're here to talk about it. Joining me today, we have Kara Rager, WXXI's Manager of Educational Training and Family Engagement. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, since people can't see us, I was going to tell people that you're dressed as King Friday. <laughs> I think that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wish you did, but that's okay. Uh, next, we have Amanda Berg, one of our awesome projectionists at The Little. Uh, she's also the news director slash summer wake-up show host for 89.1 The Point and a former WXXI intern. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep out the radio station part, though. We'll just bleep out the name of it, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of interns, we have fabulous WXXI educational intern Alex Dietrich joining us today. This is her first day as an intern. She's jumping right in. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And so, wait, where do you go to school again? I go to Eastman School of Music. Shout out to Eastman. <laughs> Our neighbors at the Little. Yep. Love it. Uh, and finally, we have someone who is my workplace, in my workplace neighborhood, WXXI <laughs> station publicist Kristen Ticino. Uh Kristen has to deal with me talking about the podcast all the time, uh, which can't be fun. But fact, <laughs> she is the best. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> So we mentioned the June 21st debut screening. It's sold out. Uh, but for those listeners who have their tickets to the show already, uh, we do have some fun extra tidbits to go along uh, with the screening. Do you want to tell us about some of those, Kara? Sure, yeah. So um, we are really lucky because we are a PBS station. So we're connected with the production groups that make PBS Kids shows, one of which is the Fred Rogers Productions. Um, so we kind of were deciding on could we – have a discussion and a panel afterwards to really talk about this amazing film and let people share their personal stories and perspectives. And so we reached out to Fred Rogers Productions and they were able to provide us with an amazing producer. Her name is Margie Whitmer. Whitmer. You got it. You know. Um, <laughs> and she is amazing because, well, producers are amazing in general, but also she worked on the original Mr. Rogers Neighborhood and is a producer still on Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. So she has that kind of go between between the two. So we're going to be Skyping her in. She lives in Pittsburgh. Uh, so after the film, while we're all drying our tears, um, we're going <laughs> to we be. We will be crying. You will be crying. We will be crying. Um, but we're hoping that Margie can kind of talk a little bit about working with Fred, working with the people who work at the Fred Rogers Productions, um, and just kind of give a little bit insight our insight into uh, anything Fred Rogers related, which is cool. Yeah, so. it's so interesting to be able to talk to yeah, some of that type so of insight and work. Like, I'm, I'm really pumped about that we were able to get her. And, and for you guys who are listening, prepare your questions, too. We do like to have the audience members come up and ask questions and yeah. be part of the conversation, uh, which our wonderful fans usually do. Yeah, and it's okay if your you know, mascara is running and you're sniffling some tears back, which <laughs> we hope that just shows you loved it so much. So we're really happy about that. Kara too. mentioned we should have little branded uh, tissues, right. and I agreed. Yeah. I wanted to have the tears soak through and reveal <laughs> the little logo as the tears hit the tissues. That would be amazing. I don't, I don't know if that technology is available. I'm but. sure something like that exists. <laughs> 
Uh, we actually do have, so we have a, a pop-up artist that night, too. It's uh, Her name is Jess Antonow. Uh, she writes a blog, uh, Bless the Messy. That's the name of her, uh, her artwork, too. She does prints. She does different quotes, uh, including Fred Rogers' quotes. So she'll have some of those for sale. Mm. Uh, it'll be 6 to 8, on, also on June 21st. Um, and it's just going to be right in the little lobby. So if you don't have a ticket to this uh, June 21st show, you can still stop by the little and, and check out her art as well. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun time. As I said, we are very, very pumped about it. Um, and we were speaking a little before the podcast about the popularity of this film. This is one that people have been talking about, not just us, but I think people around the country even, mm-hmm. which is really incredible. Uh, so my question to you guys is, why do you think this movie and Fred Rogers in uh, in general continue to resonate with people? I think the whole concept of being kind, I think we need this in this environment mm-hmm. that we have right now. Um, and he was just such a kind soul. And he, he, I think he stood for so many things like inclusion and, well, we said kindness. Um, but he was just an all around wonderful gentleman that really showed his love to all children of all kinds um, and love to learn and love to imagine and be part of a make-believe world. And mm-hmm. I think that that's an important message that we still need. We need all of those things yeah. now. I agree. Yeah, I think I think we're also at a point, too, where people are nervous to talk about their emotions, their feelings, their perspectives. And he let, he provided a safe space for that. So I think people look with that nostalgia piece like, oh, man, I wish we still had that. I wish I could still safely have a discourse about things that we may or may not agree on. Um, and he kind of helped provide some groundwork for that. But I don't know if people feel like we still have that. <laughs> Definitely. I think that it also will start more conversations between families, especially since parents are going to be able to relate to the original show and the younger generation probably watches Daniel Tiger. It's going to start a lot more of that dialogue. Agreed. Yeah. Anything to, to add, Alex? Sure. I just um, I watched uh, – Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood when I was very young and saw him as a grandfather figure, which I think a lot of people um, my age can relate to. Um, and it's wonderful just to see, um, to, to have that connection with to people, to have like the same paternal figure um, that, um, you know, really like brings out the best in us. Mm-hmm. And you had an interesting perspective because you watched it at least a lot more recently than like I did. I, mm-hmm. I'm a lot older. You know, Kristen, mm-hmm. you watch it with your children. Like we're all like different ages. So mm-hmm. it's it, it spans to like multiple generations, sure. just that same message. And it, it works for like sometimes shows like that will not age well or mm-hmm. the message will, you know, not it won't go for as well for different generations. But this is enduring, which is really incredible. Which is I really feel. cool. I actually saw this thing on I think it was on Facebook and it was I think actually Fred Rogers production reposted it and it was a video of parents and kids sitting together and they were watching Mr. Rogers like original Mr. Rogers Rogers videos together and like the child the parent was watching the child like take it in for the first time and then just like having discussions around you know what do you think is happening here why do you think he was doing that or why do you think he you know this was a big deal because like providing context and it was still so awesome for that exact reason like it's still timeless like they could watch something that maybe was so much more powerful because of civil rights or because of what was going on in the at the time um when it first aired but nowadays it's it still matters right Right. like so being kind to someone just because they look different like that still matters even though Mm -hmm. you know it may have been very you know time it may have been very focused on something very specific that happened before it still matters. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really cool. It was just fun to watch like an adult watch their child take in something that like they may not have turned on themselves, but that all of a sudden they're like, oh, OK, I'm learning something here. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's how I was. It's like, uh, you, I like cartoons as a kid, but then you that the, the Mr. Rogers is on, and, mm-hmm. and you watch it, and you're like, okay, you get sucked in, and you're like, hey. And I really think it does help. I mean, along there's other values, too, like parenting, but, mm-hmm. you know, that does help inst- install these values in, in children that is vital. And I think, too, like, he he valued, like, and respected kids just like he valued and respected adults. And I think that's something that we forget sometimes. Like, we look at little kids and we're like, oh, they're just little kids. And it's like, right, but they're taking in everything that's around them. And so if you take a moment to explain and to talk and to bring it down so they can understand, like, their world grows. And he did that. You know, he that's the whole point of that show was really to provide a safe space for kids to learn and to take a time and to slow down and to validate what they were thinking and what they were feeling. And I think sometimes the world is really busy and the grown-ups sometimes forget to t- pause and slow mm-hmm. down and to talk and to sit next to each other and to look at a store. Like to all those like mini moments, like those tiny moments, they forget that that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just valued all of that, which yeah. I think is amazing. He also tackled really hard topics that I think parents weren't able to address with their kids or didn't know how to start. But he was so honest and respectful with the children that I think that it was easier for everyone to understand what was going on. Like he talks about divorce or death in the family, big topics that you're afraid to approach your kids about maybe and you're not sure how. And he actually led a way for parents to talk more about stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Now, I think a lot of us have either a specific memory or just something in general that we took away from this show, whether it's like a a specific memory or anecdote or story. I know, Kristen, you have a a good one that all made us laugh beforehand (laughs) if you want to tell us a little bit about that. I've been at the station here for 15 years and probably... Two years into it, we had brought in Mr. McFeely for a special event. I, I don't know if it was an open house or some special kids event, but we were going over to the Red Wings um, for a ball game. He was going to throw out the first pitch, and then he was going to sign a bunch of uh, he was going to sign a bunch of autographs. Um, and I had brought my three-year-old with me, and um, we were just packing up at the end. He finished. He took forever. He was so cute. He would you know sign everybody's. Um, baseball or whatever they brought to autograph um, and talk to each kid. So we were there for a really long time. But I finally got him packed up in the car, ready to go to um, the airport. And um, I put my three-year-old in the back seat and I snapped her into her car seat. And then I got in the front and um, turned on the car and Mr. McFeely hadn't put his seatbelt on. And so in the back, my little daughter, who's three years old, was like, Mr. McFeely, put your seatbelt on. (laughs) And he was like, oh, sorry, Grace. It was cute. That's awesome. Which is so amazing. How did Mr. McFeely forget to put on a seatbelt? Also, like, Mr. McFeely was in your car. Like, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing in itself. (laughs) But your daughter wasn't starstruck. She's like, hey. No, she was like, listen. I know. (laughs) There are rules, Mr. McFeely. (laughs) Get that seatbelt on. We're not going anywhere. Right. That's well, fun. is it because in mail trucks, normally you don't have seatbelts? <laughs> right. Maybe that's what he thought. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can read into it that I much. Think, did he drive a mail truck on the show? I didn't really ever see the truck. I never saw the truck either. But it he, was kind of in the credits, wasn't there? Or in, oh, in when the, the show, little, the neighborhood, oh, wasn't yeah. there yes. truck? Yeah. Because he always had his mail bag. He did. But he probably had a mail truck. That's where he keeps his mail. We have a lot of mail carriers <laughs> who listen to the <laughs> podcast, so if they want to weigh in. Yeah. Give know, us some info. You know, where, yes. you know where to reach us. <laughs> obviously, we don't have that info. <laughs> <laughs> now, is anyone else, I mean, obviously, it doesn't have to be a personal story like that, but do any of you other guests here have a specific moment or something that inspired you from this show? 
Yes, um, I totally watched it when I was younger, but my mom was a very young mom. And when I was watching it, because I was around the preschool age, my dad was deployed, a United States Marine, and my mom was also a student. So she would put on PBS, and especially Mr. Rogers, because it was something that she loved when she was getting ready for the kindergarten days, and she would have to do her homework, so she would give me a random book, and I would be doing my homework along with her and along with Mr. Rogers as a show. (laughs) And now I've spent time, as I was growing up working at summer camps and daycares, and the kids still love it, and they love Daniel Tiger, and I still see it, and it kind of just moves me a little bit more. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm gonna piggyback on that. So a lot of my job is working with parents and caregivers and teachers, and how to use public media resources as learning tools. And so one of the most exciting things was when Daniel Tiger first came out. Like, so Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood premieres, and you have this huge kind of built-in audience. You have adults who grew up watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood who now have kids. And so when they realized that the same ideals, the same mantras that were in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood were being repackaged in a cute little tiger animated version for their kids to experience, it's almost like it was a no-brainer. And so for a lot of educators, for a lot of parents, they just were able to go, oh yeah, I grew up watching this and now it looks like this. And so they start using these resources with their kiddos. Like, so they're using the apps, they're using the games, they're watching the show. And they're realizing, like, wow, it is really easy to talk about our feelings. And here's a strategy. And here's how I can help them problem solve. And it's just things that they didn't have to think about because they already knew it from Fred Rogers. They're able to then pass down to their kids, which I think is great. So um, I see a lot of success in a lot of this stuff. But I like that the Fred Rogers Productions didn't let that die like that they were like you know what there is a there is a need for this type of learning and we are the people to do that mm-hmm. and this margie who we mentioned earlier who's going to be doing our skype also does work on Daniel yeah Tiger now which is too, so which amazing is, so yeah i mean it's it's a film that's really i think it, it works for you know people our, our age and younger and mm-hmm. it's really really terrific alex do you have any specific memories or anything that yeah, i specifically remember um i had a teacher who uh, would who would show us um, videos of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And I almost thought as a kid that it was like a part of our school curriculum. <laughs> like I was like, oh, maybe he's, you know, like a, like Bill Nye the Science Guy or something. He was just also always... Also shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always a part of the classroom because this teacher was so adamant at making sure that we watched this, even if we didn't see it at home. You know, she said that these lessons, like we can't, you know, the next generation, I can't send them off without learning these lessons. Wow. Yeah, for me, I think my memory uh, of Mr. Rogers is the land of make-believe. Oh, I really, so uh, I really like to use my imagination as a kid. And I remember specifically, it was like summer break, and I was over at my aunt's house. She was babysitting uh, my brother and myself. We were younger. Um, and, you know, before we went outside and played, it was still kind of morning. I just had paper, and I was writing a story. I was writing a story, and someone else she was watching, one of my cousin's, like, friends came. And they're like, what are you doing? You're writing? It's summer. You know, like, why are you doing homework? And I'm like, but I like it. You know, I have these stories in my head, you know, this imagination. And I think a lot of it comes from watching shows like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and that, that um, you know, we were talking about the other about them inspiring kindness and installing those values, but also to use your imagination and mm-hmm. and really not be boxed in, which which I think is an important message now because you know now 
I guess I'm going to be generalizing, but you do see a lot of kids where they're on their phones. Like my little mm-hmm. cousins have had phones when they were like six or Super seven. Little. I didn't have that. Um, I don't know. You know, I can't say for sure if it curbs imagination or whatever, but I think it's important to still have shows like that that mm-hmm. encourage, mm-hmm. you know, creativity and just uh and just get away from the phones and doing doing something that uses your imagination. Yeah. Well, I think it was really cool, too. So they were really intentional about the land of make-believe, too. They Each of those characters represented, like, a piece of him. So, like, not there was ones, like, sometimes, you know, you're not happy all the time. You're not, you're not always, <laughs> you know, the most chipper, and that's okay. And so, like, them having different em- backgrounds and different experiences and different um, – emotions on a regular basis that helps right like it helps with character building and stories that you're writing but also like it helps validating that like wow i feel mad today like i feel really upset and i'm not sure why but that like you can talk about it and it's okay to talk about it and you can still be creative and you can still use your imagination Mm -hmm. you can still be with your friends but that you might be a little grumpy today and that's okay right and so the interesting part of the land of make-believe is that the characters were strategic in having some of those different um emotion bases which is kind of cool when you think about like creating a kids show, you know, validating their emotions, their feelings, and their their day to day, which is pretty interesting. Um, but I think that that imagination piece is is key, right? We that's a lot of the research coming out that kids nowadays have a harder time in the empty space. That like my parents used to go like, go outside, go find, and you'd make up games, or we'd be yeah. like pulling all the toys together and kind of coming up with our own world with like Barbies and different things, like you were just kind of pooling all your materials. And so now like, it's funny to me, like that the whole maker movement is what it is, is how it's so successful. Cause I feel like we did that mm-hmm. as kids. Like we'd be like, own, okay, yeah. here's this box and here's this doll. <laughs> and I'm going to make up this whole thing. And it's just like, I think kids nowadays, nowadays have a harder time doing that. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the media stuff or the technology, but I think having models like this from Mr. Rogers, from Daniel Tiger, from any, any of those series, um, are very positive for that sense too, to know that like it's okay to wonder and be curious and be creative. Yeah, go to your own land of make-believe. Yeah, <laughs> and then it could look different for everyone. Yeah. That's awesome. I uh, I actually wanted to get a, we couldn't do this. I wanted to get like a trolley that would like run <laughs> through the little theater district and <laughs> pick people up at the theater. Um, we tried to do that for Be My Neighbor Day last year at the <laughs> library, at the right. central library. We were reaching out to limo groups because there's a couple limo groups that actually have trolleys that you can rent for like wine tours and like special events and stuff. You should yeah. just get, you know, on the east the end. Pedal the tours. pedal tours. <laughs> there you go. We can just put like sides on it. This like, is a it. trolley, we swear. <laughs> and we could all dress in the like, make-believe characters. Oh, <laughs> that would have been a contest. Then you would have the King Friday. Yeah. I would. King Friday did kind of freak me out as a kid. Though. I don't know why. Yeah. Other, Lady Elaine. Lady Elaine, I did not like. She was scary. <laughs> yeah. And she was mean. But that's. Bit. But that's right. She was the angry character. Angry right. character. Mm-hmm. But like she could still have conversations. Like she's even though she was a little snarky now and then. Like it's not like they had to like they they didn't shun her. Like go away, bye. Like she was still right. part of she the. She was part of the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Apparently, Kristen shunned her a little bit. <laughs> <I did. laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. We can do that as viewers. <laughs> and speaking of dressing up, though, we are encouraging people oh, yeah. for both this June 21st screening and really anyone to to dress up if you want. We kind of – so it opens on the summer solstice. You know, today we're recording this. It's like 95 degrees out. <laughs> so you're like, oh, a cardigan? I don't know. But it is air-conditioned. You could just bring it as something fun. You wear we it just, around your – 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just tie <laughs> like it over your shoulders. <laughs> there you go. A little shawl. It That's can it can get cold in air conditioning. You might right. want you might want the cardigan, and you could you could maybe slip off your sneakers if you're discreet about it. And you don't have put on dress you. with your walk in with dress <laughs> yeah. shoes and put, put on, on your, your comfy. You can oh, bring both. Which, by the way, I did I did find this interesting. Um, the whole reason he did the sneakers was for production value because the um, his dress shoes made too much noise when he was walking across the studio ground. Mm-hmm. So they um, huh. he switched into sneakers. And that's what that's why he did it. Oh wow! So his signature sneakers were just a production. <laughs> I kind of funny. I saw a really interesting video interview that I was watching um, a couple weeks ago about how Daniel Tiger, like the original puppet, came to be. They were at a dinner party for the producer the night before, the people who were starting Mr. Rogers, and each person had a gift on their plate, and he got Daniel Tiger, but he didn't have a name, and he named it after Miss Daniel, somebody who had a lot to do with the actual foundation of the show. And they had the clock, and they were going to have a bird pop out and say a fact during every episode. And so they didn't have a bird the first day, and they didn't know what to do. So he just, like, popped Daniel Tiger out. And then that's kind of how Daniel Tiger was born. Oh, wow. Yes. See, we're learning. (laughs) This is a a good podcast. My guests are coming through. (laughs) (laughs) So I did want to mention, so again, this movie opens June 21st. It's sold out. Hopefully, if you're listening, you got a ticket. We'll see you then. Um, It is playing. We never know exactly how long a movie will play. And people always ask, how long is it playing? We do our showtimes week to week, so we don't know exactly. Uh, We do have tickets on sale right at this moment for june 22nd to the 28th um, and every monday we'll have um, new show times and tickets will go on sale um, again we don't know how long it'll be playing but i my prediction is this is going to be a hit and it'll be here most of the summer i'd be very surprised if it's not so one thing like we had a few questions uh obviously people might want to bring their kids to this and they're like mm-hmm. oh i saw it's rated pg-13 um you know a lot of movies kids movies are pg or g so it's a little surprising um so the reason it's pg-13 is they show some clips from like saturday night live so there's some like mild language not like heavy profanity or anything but you know language to make it pg-13 there's clips of the vietnam war uh from protesting um, and different stuff like that. Bump it up to PG-13. Uh, but the film still does have that message of compassion and kindness. It, it's a very good uh, portrait of, of what Mr. Rogers stood for. But going back to that, the message of compassion and kindness, um, we talked about it a little. But do you, do you think that's especially vital in today's climate to make sure that that message is passed along? I'll start with you, Kara. Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I think one of the things, I think we talked about it a bunch so far, but like, I love that he kind of showed us what it meant to be a neighbor. You know, what does that mean? Like in your community, how do you act friendly towards others? And who are the people in your community that you can lean on if you need something? Like he pointed out who the helper people are. And I think that gets done a lot when kids are little. But we forget, you know, especially as we get older, that, you know, it is important to be kind to other people if we expect them to be kind to us. Um, And I think especially when there's a lot of tense things happening in the world, um, sometimes the kindness goes a long way. Um, Even if you have disagreeing um, opinions about things, you can still be kind to each other. You can still be respectful like that. Those those day to day who you are as a person ideals like he Fred Rogers definitely reinforced that, that like you can disagree and you can um, be on opposite ends, but that it's okay that you can have discussions and but you can do it in a, in a way that's yeah. respectful. And I think that is really needed. Um, but the kindness part, I think, just helps. It helps you feel good about what you do every day. And I think it just helps you um, look at your community in a way that like you're respecting others. And I think that's a big, big deal. And that's 
not always the shiny thing that we see through all the stuff in the media. (laughs) I think um, kind of bouncing off of that, the idea that every child is special. And at the end of the day, he was always there for the children. And that's something we can get so wrapped up as adults in kind of everything that's going on. But at the end of the day, he was there through and through for the children in our world. I think and I think adults remember that. That nostalgia piece, like that's why I think that's been really successful, the film so far, is that the adults who grew up watching it remember that, that he was like consistent in their life. And so when we go like, oh, we really need more of this, we need more consistency, we need more kindness, we need more respect um, for the little ones, but also like as adults, like we're craving that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I think that one of the, one of the other things that uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood taught me was um, because I was born in you know 1998 um and almost all the other shows I watched as a kid were animated and had these very you know high-tech special effects and everything Mr. Rogers Neighborhood taught me to appreciate small um simple things um because you know he had puppets instead of you know huge budgets for Mm -hmm. uh special effects and Mm -hmm. that made it special in a totally different way um and it felt it felt nice to have something that was so simple, um, and it felt like I could relate to my parents in that way um, because I knew that was what they watched, and it was special to them, which made it special to me. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's inspired so many educators and everyone on that show, and and then these educators have gone on to inspire others and passed it along. It's mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just really. He's it's a powerful. hero. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad this movie's coming out. And we're able yeah, to show it's it. definitely powerful. I mean, as as someone who went to school to be a teacher, like that is, I mean, I feel like I feel that in the work that I do here at the station. I feel that like in my everyday. Like that's when I look at my philosophy of education. Like his mantras and ideals and mindset around children is a huge component of that. And I think that you are a product of the things around you, and I'm a product of this. Um, but I, th- I do see that a lot with teachers, especially in the early childhood world. I see that a lot with daycare providers and people who work with very young children. I think they lean on this Mr. Rogers mentality all the time. Still, he is like an icon in that in that arena, which is I mean, in everyone's arena, but like specifically with that age group, too. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Soon does anyone have anything else to add? You can give a shout out. Daniel Tiger actually does listen to the podcast. So you can give a shout out to him. <laughs> anyone, anyone you want. Any other facts or anything you, we didn't mention, now is your chance. Bring your tissues. <laughs> That's just true. You, you will seriously want the tissue. And, uh, we, so we do have a, a Facebook uh, group. Um, if you just search the event, um, won't you be my neighbor? And we've been posting articles and different stuff to that. So you can check it out if you're interested. And one was a, a Q&A with the director. And yeah, he said, you pretty, you're going to need tissues. Everyone will. So yeah, Kara, when you have to go up there at the at the end of the screening, and we'll, we'll give we'll give you a second mm-hmm. to... I'm going to waterproof. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll all be like, oh, man. Yeah, waterproof <laughs> mascara that day. That's all. <laughs> we'll be crying together. It'll be fun. Uh, anyone else have anything you want to add? Everyone at The Little is super, super excited for it to come, not only for the event, but also just to see ourselves. We've all been talking about it, so I think it's going to be pretty great. I agree. Any any shout-outs? I mean, I think we have to say a big thank you to Margie Whitmer and the Fred Mm -hmm. Rogers Productions for even just, um, one, sharing a staff person to do this discussion, but also like being totally willing to help a PBS station out um, when we're doing something that is an awesome community collaboration with the little, but also like it definitely harkens back to like 
PBS old school, you know, Mr. Rogers neighborhood, the fact that they were like, sure, let me see what we can do to help. Yeah. Uh, so high five to them because that was uh, really helpful and awesome. Yeah, for getting us Margie and for giving us the advanced screening. This this movie yeah. opens nationwide Friday, June twenty second, um, and they gave us this being able to do the screening the day before. Um, and again, it, it means so much to like all of us at WXSI and Little. It really is the perfect really movie giddy. for us. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> as, as I'm sure the listener could tell. Yeah. And hopefully you listening are feel the same way and are, yeah. are excited for this. Um, so again, you can go to the little.org for tickets. Right now we have tickets on sale for June 22nd to June 28th. Uh, you can get trailers for Won't You Be My Neighbor, uh, old podcasts, anything you want at thelittle.org. Uh, also, wxxi.org, we have different information. Um, any other website shout-outs I should give that I'm forgetting? That's the one. Just go to wxxi.org slash events. Perfect. If I forgot something, I'm, I'm dubbing it in later and no <laughs> one will even know. Yeah. All right. Thanks to my wonderful, friendly, very neighborly guests, Kristen <laughs> Ticino, Kara Rager, Amanda Burke, and Alex Dietrich. Uh, Movies in a Microphone brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. Remember, it's always a good time for a little break. <laughs> <laughs>